0: Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with the big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len. Hey, Irish. Are you ready? I'm ready. We got kind of a fundamental biggie here today, you know, for, for, for especially for the non-religious. All right. I like that. So, what is this idea of God anyway? Can you kind of help us out with that? And where in the heck did it come from?
1: Where it came from? Wow. Well, we would say God always existed. And I'm going down a strange path on this. There was this Well you um, do
0: often, but that's the good thing about you.
1: There was this researcher, neurobiologist, and he decided to study actually meditation and hook people up into a MRI. So he took fifty Buddhist monks and fifty Franciscan nuns. And put them up and see what happens to your brain when you start to pray. The monks did their chanting, the uh, nuns did the rosary, and more or less, not completely, but the same parts of their brain lit up. And he's not doing this study on religion, just what happens when you meditate. And his conclusion, he put put it in the uh, book, I think it's called, uh, Why God Won't Go Away. And he said a lot of times you think God is a matter of, Programming that you know you take these children and just program them with this idea and it comes up. The reason why God won't go away is that it's a matter of hardware, not programming. Our brains are designed to think this way. It was a really pretty provocative study. There's been many studies past that, but I I like that idea. We think about God because of our hardware. It's not a matter of pre-programming children. Human beings are designed to think about. God. The reason why in every culture there's some notion of d- the divine, God won't go away because we're programmed to it. Now, what is God? That's almost impossible to really answer. The Catholic tradition says there's two types of description of God, the apophatic and the cataphatic. Well, all that really means is one way of defining God is using human terms and God is love and God is like a father and God is like a shepherd and God is all this and that. We'd say that's good, but always inaccurate. God is so completely other. We can never really define God. So we'd say really no description of God is ever perfect. So, and I love this, where are the mystics. When they have some mystical experience of God, all they can say is you are different, you are different, you are different. Or they would say God is no thing. No Uh, thing? No, nothing. No thing. No thing in creation is an accurate image of what God is, only a reflection. And so there's no way to completely name what is God. Even the angels in the Bible – When you go to heaven, when the angels say you are holy, you are holy, you are holy, the word holy means different. For all eternity, we can look at God and all we could say is you are different, you are different, you are different. That doesn't mean that there isn't a God. So I think all human beings have an impulse towards God. All God is always speaking to us. God is this divine that's among us and through us, but not part of creation. In creation, creation is not god and yet everything in the human person longs to reply to this divine thing so what god is we we can only describe does that make like we can describe but all our descriptions we admit are completely fall short
0: interesting so if somebody's really trying to Boil it down to something really simple, maybe they don 't fully understand god
1: well i 'd say God is complete simplicity, which I think actually I know that 's a weird thought we 're not comfortable with simplicity uh, so even in the Bible it'll say um, God is neither male nor female so when when people have images of God as this you know old man with a beard that 's just a reflection of their own selves that 's anthropomorphizing god that 's making God. Like you. Maybe God is complete simplicity, but complete difference. And I think that makes people uncomfortable. So they dress up sometimes God just as themselves. So
0: God isn't necessarily man or woman, female or male or female? Those categories won't work. They don't work for God. Yeah. Then why why is like Jesus in the image of God? I think most people whether they believe in god or not have this sense of god as a man as a male they have a ma- there's some kind of a male attachment is, right. is that not right
1: because we're limited in the way we can express yeah sometimes god is pictured as a man but god clearly is not a man or so this weekend uh is going to be Trinity Sunday and i love this Where saint augustine in this homily called de trinitatis he basically says this the problem with language is that you can take it too literally. So when we say in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when we say Father, some people actually think God is a man. That's not what it's saying. When we're saying God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Father and Son is a description of a type of relationship. So Father and Son is a type of relationship. So St. Augustine said we could use other words. We can use other descriptions, and there's hundreds of these in the Catholic tradition. So, But he said this one. This is one of my favorite words, say, in the name of the lover, the beloved, and love itself, that God is perfect, loving relationship. That's, I think, incredibly beautiful. Or he'd say, God is the giver of the gift, the receiver of the gift, and the gift itself. Wow. Julian of Norwich would say God is creator, redeemer and sanctifier.
0: So how does how does somebody that is not religious has no religious background has really no sense of God? How do they know there really is God? How 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 can they How can they get their arms around that?
1: Okay, so your question is how can they know that there is God if yes. God is ineffable? God is never completely nameable by human beings. Well, I think human beings are all that way. Years ago, I read this study that there's 15% of a marriage that about the other person always is mysterious, which made no sense to me. I'm not married. I'm, <laughs> I just like to live alone. I'd be happy as a heart. Well,
0: I am married, and I, I can buy into that. I, to, tell but, me more about that. Well, just that when people get married, they
1: there's about 15%, which is a little bit of a mystery. Then they did this, some sort of study where after 50 years of marriage, you know the person so incredibly well that you can communicate through grunts and whistles. Even a glare tells you everything. And yet they say there's still about 15% I can't name about that person. Because there's still something unnameable that you can be surprised about, doesn't mean that you don't know them, know them. Or my mother, this cracks me up. My joke is I've known my mother most of my life. And late in life, only because she's getting so late, I want to spend more time with her. So we used to go on these little outings and vacations, and every time I'd come back shocked that I didn't know something about her. We were in L.A., we went to Universal Studios, and, you know, she really wanted to go on these scary rides. I hate that. I hate the feeling of being out of control. <laughs> but, you know, that's old lady wants to do, you bet you I'll go with her. And she says, I love those scary rides. And I was like... Why didn't I ever know this? Like she loves those scary rides and I'm only finding out about this now or at Christmas time once. It's always hard to get her a gift because she doesn't want or need anything. So then she says, you know what I really want? The great teacher series is teaching this course on probability. She said, I'd love that. My, you know. Honest to God, you could have hit me with a feather. Like, you like math? And she's, I've always loved math. I love math. I've loved it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I just find it amazing that there's so much that I didn't know that about her. So, so,
0: so you're really, I mean, it, you're making things easier and harder at the same time. Really, what you're saying is that there's so much about life that's a mystery. So and much God about is God. a part of that. Yes. God, I mean. And it doesn't mean I don't know life or other people, but. There's always a dimension I don't
1: know. So I can know I can know my mother fully exists. I can be in a relationship with my mother and other people or married people can be in a relationship. But you can't really pin down that other person.
0: Why then, Father Len, would you suggest that like a non believer, a non religious person? Why would they want to think about embracing this idea of God? What 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 is that going to do for them, or how 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 does that help them? How how does that make their life better? Any better?
1: Uh, once again, it gets into why religion at all. But I think God makes us fully human beings. Human beings are meant for relationship. We are meant for a relationship with each other, and creation, and even God. So I'd say. A singular human being is not really com- a complete human being. You need to be in relationship and even relationship with the creator of it all. That makes us true human beings. I think we're only partial human beings or even like in that creation story, using that. The creation story is a little bit different than you, uh, most people think it is. But you have a dom and that just means earthling. And God keeps referring to Uh, The earthling, the earthling. But the earthling, they're not called human beings until they can love to the point of death. Then in the Bible, God calls them human beings. They're called earthlings when they're born. It's only when you can be in relationship, true loving relationship, that you become a human being. Same thing. I think to become a true human being, you need to be in relationship with this great other. You need to be in relationship with others. I think that's the birth of the full human being. We're born earthlings, but we become human beings.
0: So, Jake, our sound guy, what do you think of all this? Sounds good. I
1: like the the idea of... Relationship, and that's what we're called to. But why God and why not another human if we're talking about relationship for fulfillment? Well, because I don't, I don't think any human being can fulfill all your needs. Now, you two are married. I just don't think the American myth of, well, I'll meet Prince Charming and he'll make up for all my needs, all my relational needs. I think there's part of a human being that is designed to have a relationship with God. And that's putting a lot of burden on the shoulders of your spouse, that you've got to be my one great source of relationship. I don't think anybody can shoulder that much responsibility. I think human beings are designed to be in relationship with the divine and others.
0: You know, it is really hard when you try to to make this real concrete earthly whatever i mean it it is very mysterious it's like just the idea of love which is really i think what you're describing here god is love and perfect love and in order for humans to really exist and work together and whatever they they have to they they somehow have to learn what perfect love is and that's what god is and that's why it's so hard to kind of i guess M- make another person out of it make it totally understandable um, well, when you
1: make god another person there's a great line from the scopes trial that i like god created mankind in his image and humanity returned the compliment <laughs> <laughs> that we make god in our image yep uh, that's actually to desecrate god and even like the commandment of of the 10 commandments you know where you not take the lord's name in vain That's a commandment against doing theology, or at least against doing bad theology. You're not allowed to turn God into a
0: human being. Interesting. Well, to be continued, I'm sure this is going to be a running kind of a theme and something we'll explore over and over, and probably listeners are going to have questions. And we welcome those questions and comments on this episode or any of our episodes, it's easy to get those to us. You just head over to our website, www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com, and click on the questions button. You'll see a number of ways to get questions and comments to us. And if you're enjoying the Wrestling with God show, please Share your favorite episodes with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help people discover us. And we hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, and purpose in our lives. Thanks for listening. See you next time.